Hey guys, welcome out to Psychology Hacks. Jack Gray here. Welcome to 2021 too. Like, I think we're all glad to be out of 2020. I certainly am. Um, I I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for some of the things that happened, uh, for the fact that I survived. I'm grateful that I'm still here, that I um, did not go under, become homeless, or, you know, die, or anything crazy. And there's certain lessons that I learned that I'm glad for, but... That being said, I'm really just so relieved that that is over, and I'm hoping that it's all uphill from here. Now, today I want to talk about the power of the unconscious mind. And this is probably something that I should have made a year ago, because I think that it it really was relevant, especially when all of this COVID stuff started happening. Um, and I think it's always relevant, for sure. It probably would have been more useful then. But we can start picking up the pieces and move forward with our lives and what better way to do that than to learn how to hack into our own psychology. We're going to be talking about the unconscious mind. So, I would not be doing this show justice if I didn't do this episode. And there, there will be more episodes I get to follow. But let's face it, the vast majority of what we're trying to change about ourselves happens on an unconscious level. Um, actually, the majority of our lives happens unconsciously. That's why it's so important to understand this part of ourselves a little bit better. Your unconscious mind is functioning even before birth. It's, it comes along long be, before any kind of higher brain functions, any higher reasoning is needed. From an evolutionary standpoint, the lower brain functions have been around in the species for uh, much, much longer, and they're therefore much more deeply connected with our bodies. But because the unconscious has no higher reasoning skills, it has to rely on the input that we give it in order to act. So the unconscious can't argue with the direction that we give it. Uh, but it also can't distinguish between what's good and bad for us. So if we feed it bad direction, um, it's going to act accordingly. And this is exactly why so many people struggle so much in their lives. It's because they really don't understand how powerful the thoughts that they hold are. Basically, anything that you consistently hold in your, in your head is eventually going to be impressed on your subconscious. And this is really valuable because um, we, we automate so much of our lives just by repeating the action over and over until it becomes habit. Um, and that frees up a lot of mental space uh, and, you know, that makes it so that we don't have to give much conscious thought to things anymore. And you should check out some of my earlier episodes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I talk a lot about um, unconscious habits and how to how to engineer those for, you know, intentionally. Uh, but this is also a double-edged sword. So if we consistently hold negative thoughts in our mind, then the intuitive powers of the unconscious, it starts to believe these things. And it, um, it, this again it happens partially by the power of repetition, but also by the power of emotion because the unconscious speaks through emotion. It doesn't have a language skill. It doesn't consciously understand. Like it's not conscious, so it doesn't understand language, but it understands emotions. So like when you get scared, and uh, a great example I like to give is uh, my mom was working in the the garden one day, and she saw a, a garden hose out of the corner of her eye, and she took the shovel and like attacked it because she thought it was a snake. You know, she didn't consciously sit there and think, oh, there's a snake, let me go get it. Because as soon as she really looked at it, she realized it was just a hose. But that was her unconscious mind jumping into action. That was the, the fear response that caused her to uh, react quickly. So that's how, that's how your unconscious communicates is with emotions. So when you hold negative emotions, it, it has a real effect because your unconscious mind is capable of taking actions. So let's, let's give you an example of why it's so important to be informed to be careful about the information that you feed your unconscious. So let me give you an example of why it's so important to be careful about the information that you feed your unconscious. Uh, do you, so think about this. Do you have to force your heart to beat? 
does your immune system require any of your attention to fight off disease? If you forget to breathe for a while, are you going to die? No, of course not. It's ridiculous. It's because your unconscious mind is constantly regulating everything that it, it needs to. It's sustaining your body. It's making decisions for you. And again, if you want more information on how exactly the unconscious makes these decisions, I suggest you go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes. But for now, just understand that there, there is an intelligence within you that runs life in a very profoundly powerful way. It speaks the language of emotion and symbols, like I said. When you obsess over a mental image of sickness, for example, the power of repetition teaches your unconscious mind that that's the way you want things to be. So that image of sickness, it thinks that is the, the desired state. So what do you think that's going to do to your immune system? If you need convincing that the unconscious mind is a very formidable ally or just a straight up horrible enemy to have, let's look at the placebo effect. So before the FDA can approve any kind of drug research, it has to prove extensively that any positive results are not just the placebo effect. And this is actually really difficult to do. It's, it's extremely hard. Many, many of these drugs get rejected because they can't show any results that are significantly better than the, what the, place, the placebo effect will produce. So what does that say about our body's ability to heal itself? This isn't about like some kind of wishful thinking or self-delusion. This is really evidence of a deep and natural intelligence. And we need to be taking advantage of it. If we really want to learn to hack our psychology, we have to really focus on the unconscious mind. And the power of the unconscious is that you can't turn it off. You cannot tell it, um, yeah, hey, don't take me seriously when I think these negative thoughts. You can't say, oh, I was just joking when you said that you're your body was falling apart. It goes to work and brings those thoughts into reality. Uh, whether that's into regard to the way your body functions or the habits that you create, remember that over 90% or about, about 90% of our lives um, operate through the unconscious. And if you don't believe that those thoughts matter, just remember that, again, like the majority of your day is controlled by forces that you're not even aware of. Think of how many times you, you you drive somewhere and you, you get there and you're like, how did I get here? Like, you don't remember driving. This happened to me yesterday. I, I looked up, I was at Walmart. I was like, I really had to think really hard to remember how I got there. I was not aware of doing it. Your unconscious mind controls most of your body functions, including the healing powers. So if your unconscious believes that you're unhealthy, guess what? It's, it's going to act in that way. So your, your unconscious wants to help us, all right? It's not out to get you uh, when when it brings bad things into your life, when it destroys your health, it's not doing that because it, it doesn't care about you or because it, it wants to self-destruct. It wants to help you. It just, once again, it can't make those decisions. So if you have something in your, in your mind constantly, it thinks that that's what you want, all right? Especially if there's an emotional weight attached to it. So it, the unconscious, it wants to do whatever it can to improve our lives, but we have to learn to communicate with it properly. The first thing to do is to eliminate negative thinking as much as possible. Start a meditation routine. Um, this will help you develop better self-awareness in regards to your thoughts. And every time you catch yourself indulging in any kind of negative thinking or emotions, you need to learn to practice quickly breaking that train of thought. Because remember that your unconscious emotional mind and your body are deeply connected. So smiling, sitting up straight, moving enthusiastically, uh, and standing in confident postures is going to make it much, much easier to keep your thoughts positive. Uh, if, you, if you follow Tony Robbins at all, he talks about this a lot. It's called uh, he calls it changing your state. You know, if you're <clears throat> if you're sitting still uh, and, and you're slouched over, uh, you, you're probably 
going to have a negative impact on your emotional state. Because uh, the, the, the example he gives is, you know, if you imagine a depressed person, you could probably tell what their body language looks like. You know, they're looking down, they're slouched over, they're not moving very fast, they're, they're not very animated, they're not talking quickly. As opposed to a really positive person, you kind of intuitively know that they're going to be a little bit more upright, more dynamic, moving around, a little more energetic, uh, maybe smiling more. But the cool thing is that your mind and your body are connected so deeply that one follows the other. So if you start thinking of negative thoughts, uh, your, your posture tends to, to kind of slouch and kind of go downhill. But if you fix your posture, it has the inverse effect and it will improve your, your emotions. Uh, there's been studies that show that if you stand uh, with your feet spread apart and your, your, um, your arms reached out, like kind of the, um, I don't know, like if you're at a concert or something, you're waving your arms around, that actually it boosts your testosterone and endorphin levels um, substantially, actually. So it's pretty cool. Like these follow with each other. So next time you you catch yourself thinking a negative thought, you don't have to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to think this thought. Well, that's ridiculous. It's like saying, don't think of a polar bear. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is a freaking polar bear. It's hard to break out of that. So instead of trying to force this thought out of your head, you instead, you give your mind something else to think about because you can't multitask. Despite what people think, you cannot hold two thoughts in your mind at once. Um, you can be aware of multiple things, but you can't consciously think of two things. So if you get out of that state of, um, like, let's say health or sickness and, or whatever, and you're fixated on being sick or whatever, and you start to kind of get depressed, you start to slouch over. Well, instead of saying, okay, well, no, I need to stop thinking about being sick. Well, instead, change the way that you're, you're presenting your body physically. It's going to have a much more immediate impact. And it's a lot easier to do than to just force yourself to stop thinking something. So dwell as much as possible on thoughts of good health, confidence, and success. And this is going to train your unconscious to bring those things into your life through ways that your higher reasoning skills just can't do. A lot of times people try to justify negative thinking by saying that they need to plan everything out, that they need to be prepared for the worst case scenario. In reality, they're just running around in circles thinking about all the terrible things that, that can happen. And feeding your unconscious mind these destructive thoughts makes it much more likely that those situations are going to happen because your unconscious starts thinking, oh, hey, that's what, I, that's what should happen. It should look like this. So you start to attract that into your life. If you start thinking about um, being sick all the time, you're much more likely to get sick. If you think about being depressed, about your significant other leaving you, it can become a, very easily a self-fulfilling prophecy where they, they do end up leaving you. So instead, feed it positive images and trust in your, um, your natural intelligence and ability to adapt to any problem that arises. So you don't have to obsess over things. Instead, you can say, okay, well, you know what? I trust myself to deal with this problem when it happens. And then you let it go. You don't have to think about it constantly because you're just, if you're fixating on it, you're not actually solving the problem. You just run it in circles. Um, I know this because I'm the, I'm the worst offender. I'm a total hypocrite. This is something that I'm working on personally. But the reason I'm recommending it is because while it's difficult to overcome um, any kind of anxiety, once you start to make any progress, you start to notice how powerful the thoughts that you entertain are. And so I'm speaking from experience. I'm telling this. I'm, I'm not saying this as like some kind of motivational speech. This, this is really, these are the strategies that I've been using that I, people I know have been using, uh, people that um, it, it, the research that I've done I have been using. And this is very powerful stuff. I would not recommend it if it hadn't made a significant difference in my life. Okay. So just remember that obsessing over negative thoughts, it actually drains your willpower and it decreases your cognitive abilities. And that by itself is going to cause you to make worse decisions because once again, willpower is a finite resource. Okay. So once you use too much of it for that given 
time or day you don't have anymore. You're going to make worse and worse decisions. It goes downhill. And remember also, this, this is so important. Just remember that your unconscious mind communicates without words. It communicates through symbols and through emotions, through images. So whenever you imagine a situation that you want to happen, engage your emotions as much as possible. The feeling of something is often what causes your unconscious to produce it. And since negative thoughts, usually negative thoughts, they carry a lot more of an emotional charge. Um, and because of that, the unconscious is a little bit better at bringing those things into reality because it just it carries more weight because that's how it communicates is through that emotional charge. So practice keeping out negativity, but also intentionally engage in positive thinking. You don't want to start, try to just force out negative thinking and create a vacuum in your mind. You want to actually bring in positivity as much as possible. Affirmations are a good way to do this, but don't use them in a way that creates any kind of inner conflict. So for example, if you're sick and you tell yourself that you have perfect health, you're going to create a, a tension inside of you because you don't really believe that, right? So instead of telling yourself, oh no, I'm perfectly healthy, just, just remind yourself that your unconscious mind caused your body to grow. It maintains all of its structure, all the cells, all the, um, all, all the functions that you're not even aware of, some of which we don't even know about. It's constantly maintaining this. If it has the innate intelligence to do this, it can absolutely heal an illness, okay? So focus on that instead of trying to tell yourself, no, 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 I'm instantly healed. That Stuff like that is the reason why positive psychology and affirmations get a lot of bad rep because people are like, oh, no, just tell yourself you're fine and you will be fine. Well, it, I mean, to an extent, sure. It's a little more complicated than that, though. So and if you create that kind of inner conflict and say, oh, no, I'm perfectly healthy, but I don't believe it because you know that you're not. Okay, well, we'll find something that you don't object to. Just imagine every day a picture of what perfect health would look like to you. Repeat the word health or good health over and over again as much as you can. And again, the power of repetition will, will kick in and will teach the unconscious, hey, this is what's supposed to happen, and it will respond accordingly. So I hope you guys found this helpful. Feel free to message me on my Instagram page. It's jackgray underscore psychology hacks. That is gray spelled with an E. Um, I guess confusing sometimes. But yeah, hope you guys found this valuable. See you soon. Go forth and conquer.